Praise the Lord. Good morning, everybody. I'm just trying to struggle with my thing here. Good morning, everybody at home. It is nice to be with you one more time. We want to thank God for each and every one of us. And we want to tell you right up front that we have missed everybody's faces. But we are believing God that soon and very soon we will see you in person in Jesus' name. We want to appreciate God for this weekend. It's been a weekend like never before. It's a weekend that ordinarily we will have all gathered together as a zone in Fredericton. But it's a weekend that we had to gather on Zoom. We thank God for his blessings. We thank God for all the things that God has done. Glory be to his holy name. Interestingly, I was thinking about it this morning. In the last how many years, I don't normally preach on Victoria Holiday Sunday. And that is because normally we have a guest speaker. But today, I'm going to be delivering the word of God to you. My prayer is that the word of God will do you good. My prayer is that the word of God will stir you up. My prayer is that the word of God will not leave you the same. If you please go with me to, to the book of Acts, I'm going to read from chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. I will read from verse 1. And by the grace of God, I will read up to verse 13. Acts 2. Acts chapter 2. Verses 1 to 13. The Bible says, and I read. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and they sat upon each of them. Verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Verse 5. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded, because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galilean? And how we every man in our own tongue and how and how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born verse 9 the Parthians and the Medes and the Medes the Elamites and the dwellers in Mesopotamia and in Judea and in Cappadocia in Pontus and in Asia Phrygia and Pamphylia in Egypt and in the part of Libya about Cyrene and strangers of Rome Jews and proselytes, 
Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Verse 13. Others mocking said, These men are full of new wine. May the Lord God Almighty himself bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. And so this morning, Ce matin, I want to talk to you very briefly about a simple topic. Je vais vous simple sujet. And the topic is simply when revival comes. Et le, le sujet est when revival comes. I've already read Acts chapter 2, 1 to 13. I'm going to lay the foundation for a series of messages today. And so don't mind if I don't go into details concerning each of the points I'll give you. It is because this is supposed to be an introduction to what God has laid on our hearts to preach. But I'm going to list the points and you will know as it applies to you. I want you to understand that when revival comes, more often than not, there is a general blessing that is released upon everybody. For example, the Bible says that in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. When revival comes, there are individualized blessings. These are blessings that individuals will receive as a result of the revival. For example, in Acts chapter 3, the Bible talks about a man that was crippled from birth. It was as a result of the revival in the land that he got his healing. Number three, when revival comes, God has designed it that there will be drama all over the place. It will be very dramatic. The Bible says that when they heard, all of them, be all of them became spectators. I pray that you will not be a spectator in Jesus' name. Number four, when revival comes, the believers are the ones that benefit first. The Bible says that when the day of Pentecost has finally come, that those that were gathered and waiting were the first beneficiaries of it. When revival comes, it removes doubt. It removes doubt. That is why the Bible tells us that those that did not partake yet of the revival, they began to doubt. When revival comes, it adds boldness. Acts chapter 4, verse 13, the Bible tells us that when they saw the boldness of Peter, when they saw the boldness of John, the new revival had come. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. The Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear. 
So, brethren, when revival comes, you will be emboldened. What else happens when revival comes? It brings unlikely diverse people together. People that speak different languages. People that have different skin color. People that are different in height. People that have different ideas. People that have different preoccupations. Because of revival, it brings everybody together. When revival comes, and if you are numbering them, this is number seven. When revival comes, unbelievers will become agitated. They will become amazed, astonished, baffled, confused, excited. They will begin to marvel. They will be perplexed. They will be puzzled. They will be stunned. They will be surprised. It will be difficult to explain what is happening. Acts chapter 2 tells us they will begin to rationalize, but their rationalization will not make sense. The Bible says they began to ask themselves that maybe these men are drunk. Brother, when revival comes, people will think that you are beside yourself. Number nine, when revival comes, the world will deny it, but they will not be able to deny the power therein. When revival comes, number ten, there will be an unprecedented addition to the body of Christ. Mark my word, I did not say an addition to the church. So that people don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I am talking about an unprecedented addition to the body of Christ. It is when the body of Christ comes together in a formalized setting that we call it a church. Brethren, because of that unprecedented addition, we will not have enough spaces in our church. We will not have enough spaces in our fellowships. There will be people that will belong to your church, but they will be, they will be virtual members of the church. There will be people that will belong to your church, and you may not see one another for weeks. Brethren, when revival comes, there will be three major and obvious manifestations. I'm going to stop here to explain three things that will happen. Because those three things happened when revival came in the book of Acts. There were three things that they saw. There were three things that they perceived. There were three things they couldn't deny. I want you to note the three things. Number one. The Bible says there came a sound as a mighty rushing wind. I want to repeat that. The Bible says a mighty rushing wind. Not a quiet wind. Not a wind that is unnoticeable. But a wind that when it blows, you know something is blowing. 
He that has ears will hear. The wind is the, is the audible God factor in the revival. In Hebrew, wind is called ruah. In Greek, it is pneuma. For those of us that are doctors, you will understand that anything that has to do with the lungs is pneuma. But then I understood it very well. Because the Bible says in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. The Bible says and when God had created man. That God breathed into man. And that is why you will notice. As far as a man is breathing, the man is still alive. As far as the chest is still going up and down, the man is still alive. Because the spirit of God is still within the man. When the man starts breathing, then we know that the spirit is gone. So the sound is the first audible evidence of a revival. Brethren, either you like it or not. When the revival comes to a place, people will hear about it. In fact, they will first of all hear before they see. Most of you can testify. There are things you have heard today that you have never seen. It is easier to hear. It is, it is more likely that you will hear. Some of us have never been to certain parts of the world. But we hear of what is happening in those parts of the world. And so I want you to talk to yourself. And say, God, I will hear properly. Brethren, the person that can hear is always better than the person that can see. Because God makes it so that when God breathes into you, you begin to manifest the, the Spirit of God. I want you to also understand that the ability to hear when it comes as a revival is a general manifestation to all. It's a general manifestation to all. Brethren, you may not see the wind, but you can hear when the wind is blowing beside you. Because of time, number two, after hearing, the Bible now says there was a visible God factor. And what is that visible God factor? The Bible says that there were tongues of fire. Fire is a symbol of divine presence. Oh, go and ask Moses in uh, Exodus chapter 3. The Bible says that Moses saw a burning bush. It caught his attention. The Bible says that there was a pillar of fire that was guiding Israel by night. That is in Exodus chapter 13. Oh, the Bible tells us there was a consuming fire on Mount Zion. In Exodus chapter 24, 
and to cap it all whenever John the Baptist was speaking he will always say I am not the Christ because I only baptize you with water he said there is one that is coming after me he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire the fire is the symbol of divine presence Brother, when you say a man is on fire for God, it means that that man is with God. God is with us all. Because he promised. He said, and they shall call him Emmanuel. If you call him Emmanuel, it will be Emmanuel to you. If I call him Emmanuel, it will be Emmanuel to me. I want you to get this point very well. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 1, it says, and you shall give back to your son, and you will call him Jesus. That was the, that was the instruction that he gave the parents. That you will call him Jesus. And then in verse 23, it says, no, 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 it is not you now. He said, it is not you now. He said, they shall call him Emmanuel. Oh, when you call him Emmanuel here, yeah, it will be Emmanuel to you. When you call him Emmanuel there, it will be Emmanuel to you. Brethren, he is Emmanuel to me. Because there is a visible presence of God in my life. Whatever you do, you better seek to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and with fire. Fire quickens you. Fire purifies you. Fire makes you in such a way that you have something that you must release. When there is fire burning within you, you want to release it so that it doesn't kill you. This second attribute is both general and individualized. It is general in the sense that it is released for all, but it is individualized because it is only given to those that seek. So we are talking about three obvious manifestations of revival. Number three, the Bible says, and they began to speak in unknown tongues. Brethren, this is where you now come in. The first part is dependent on God. The second part is dependent on God. The first part is an act of the Spirit of God. Either you like it or not, when God, when wind is blowing, there's nothing you can do. The second part is an act of God. Whether you like it or not, if God decides to baptize people with fire, there's nothing you can do. The third part, the third part is a joint effort. It is dependent on God that gives and then on you that we cooperate with God to speak. I want to explain that. 
It is one thing for there to be something burning within you that you have to say. It's another thing for you to have enough faith to let go and begin to say it. Brethren, whenever you say what the Spirit of God is leading you to say, it's an evidence of God's presence within you. You will see examples in Numbers chapter 11. Vous allez voir en nombre, an example in 1 Samuel chapter 10. The Bible will say King Saul began to prophesy among the prophets. What did King Saul know to say? He was not schooled in the school of the prophets. But yet, the Bible says he began to prophesy. Brother, the Holy Spirit is not going to force you to open your mouth. You are the one that will open your mouth. That is why the Bible says, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, speaking in unknown tongues. This one is individualized. Nobody knows what God is telling you until you speak it. Nobody knows what is brewing within you until you say it. I want you to tell to the neighbor, to your neighbor at home and say, begin to say it. When God began to speak to Samuel, the Bible says he heard. He did not know what to say. He had to go back and ask his mentor. He says, sir, I have been hearing. What do I do? His mentor said, cooperate with the voice that you are hearing. Open your mouth and say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Brethren, believe it or not, revival will come when you least expect it. Oh, and I'm telling you, revival is going to come. Whenever a revival is going to come, normally there is an event that will be heard all over the place. Normally, I remember when Jesus was born. Even though people may not have considered that a revival. But a revival just means making alive again. For many years, God's presence was no longer felt. And God felt that now it is time that my presence be felt again. Maybe next week I will have time, I will explain it to you. The announcement of the birth of Jesus was dramatic. A virgin shall be with child. The birth of Jesus was dramatic. The life of Jesus was dramatic. The death of Jesus was dramatic. The resurrection of Jesus was dramatic. 
the ascension of Jesus was dramatic. L'ascension de Jésus était dramatique. Every instruction that Jesus gave was dramatic. Toute instruction que Jésus-Christ a donnée était dramatique. For example, Par exemple, he said, go ye into all the world. Allez dans tout le monde. I can imagine Peter looking at him. Je peux m'imaginer Pierre en train de regarder. I'm wondering and saying, we are only 12. I will twelve of us go into all the world. So even his instructions were dramatic. I want you to believe it or not, brethren. If you are not expecting something, you can't prepare for it. I am begging you in the name of God. Either you like it or not, revival is coming. You better key in now and begin to prepare. Believe it or not, your preparation is an act of faith. When Jesus told them, he said, look, go and wait. While you are waiting, be praying. The Bible says they obeyed. They obeyed because they had seen. They obeyed because they had heard. And they went to wait. And the Bible says that their faith paid off. Brethren, their faith paid off. I want to quickly go over this just to explain to you that preparation is the action of the process whereby you get ready for a future event or you prepare yourself to be used in future or you get ready for a successful experience when the experience comes. Revival is an experience. Azusa Street Revival was an experience. It is an experience that a man can never forget. The lame man by the gate had an experience he could never forget. Everybody that received a touch from God had an experience they could never forget. Brethren, there are strange experiences that are coming. Oh yes, I, I know. There are strange experiences that are coming. I will be part of the experience. Je serai parmi cette My prayer for you is that you will be part of the experience. Ma pour toi, que tu sois part de cette experience. Why don't you pray for yourself and say, Lord, I will be part of the experience. So the question you ask yourself now is this. La que tu te est What can I do then to be ready for this experience? Que faire pour être prêt I'm only going to talk about three things. Je vais de trois There are only three things that I will, I, I will advise you to do. While you are waiting for the experience of revival. I want you, number one, to develop a passion for revival. I want you to develop a passion for revival. Brethren, anything that you have a passion for, you will talk about it. You will think about it. You will believe it. You will sacrifice for it. When you wake up in the morning, you will talk about it. When you meet people on the street, you will talk about it. Whenever a man or a woman is passionate about something, 
it will be difficult to talk to them for 10 minutes without them talking about that thing. Oh, it reminds us of those days. That's why the Bible says that he that finds a wife finds something valuable. When you have found the bones of your bones and you are in the midst of your friends, even though they have not seen her, even though they don't know her, you will find a way to introduce her to them in absentia. Brother, develop a passion for revival. I will talk about this maybe one of these weeks to come. A passion is something that burns within you. That makes you giving away to the extent that you are ready to die for it. The word passion appears in the Bible. And talks about the suffering of Jesus. Brethren, develop a passion for revival. Number two, pray for revival. Pray for revival. And we will talk about this one a lot. The Bible says that Jesus himself said that men ought always to pray and not to faith. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1 that after Jesus was taken up that they went into the upper room and they were praying. You know, I was thinking about it. They didn't even know what to pray for. We are better than the apostles because we know what to pray for. Jesus just said, I will send you the gift from the Father. They didn't know if the gift was coming in person. They didn't know if the gift was coming in spirit. They didn't know how the gift was going to come. Brethren, our generation has no excuse. Because we have the examples of those that have gone ahead. So pray for revival. Pray that God will revive you. Pray that our nation will be revived. Pray that our churches will be revived. Pray that our young adults and youth will be revived. Pray that our leaders will be revived. Pray that there will be a revival of morality in our land. Pray that there will be a revival concerning our health. Pray for a revival in every sphere of life. Number three. You prepare. You prepare. You prepare. How do you prepare for revival? You prepare for revival first of all in your mind. How do you prepare for revival? You go through the things that you have heard. Oh, you rehearse the things that you have seen. You study the word of God. You prepare to the stage when God will say, Yes, this boy is prepared. Yes, this girl is prepared. Brethren, prayer can be personal and corporate. But passion and preparation are personal. Oh, we can all come together and pray. Oh, we can come together and pray in church. 
we can come together and pray over Zoom in our homes. But when it comes to passion, nobody can give you passion. You develop passion by yourself. Uh, in those days, I used to watch soccer. And I will never forget, in 1982, there was a soccer star that wanted to score a goal. And in the process, they tore his shirt. He was so passionate about what he was doing, he didn't even notice that his shirt was torn. He just continued playing. Until the referee called him. Are you trying to go naked on the field? And then he looked and realized that the shirt was torn. But then when you are passionate, you won't even notice that somebody stepped on your toe. You won't even notice that somebody tore your shirt. You won't even notice that somebody is speaking bad of you. A passionate man is a focused man. A passionate man is what? A focused man. And they asked another one of those soccer players in those days. They said, we notice that when you are on the field, you don't seem to notice when defenders are around you. He said, because anywhere I'm on the field, the only thing I see is the goalpost. Brother, when you are focused on revival, you will not even know that some, you will not even know that you are hungry. We will talk about that again. So, la, my last slide as I finish, because like I said, this is just an introduction. When revival then comes, number one, will you be in the upper room? Will you be in the temple? Will you be at the nightclub? Will you be on the lap of a prostitute? Will revival meet you quarreling with your husband? Will revival meet you quarreling with your wife? Will revival meet you stealing money at your place of work? Where will revival meet you? Will revival meet you correcting evil? Will revival meet you putting things straight? Will revival meet you in a place where children of God should be represented? Number two, how will it find you? How will it find you? Will it find you prepared and waiting? Or is it after the revival you began to say, I didn't know that it was today. Oh, I thought it would be next year. Brother, let me throw this in for you. You know, when the Bible tells us that they went to wait. Now, those of you that are students of the Bible, you will recognize that between the resurrection and Pentecost, there were 50 days. 40 of those 50 days, Jesus was with the disciples. It means that they will have had to wait for only 10 days. 
Brethren, I don't know about you. Waiting 10 days can look like a long time. If I look, even told us. He said, apart from gathering in the upper room, he said they often gathered in the temple. And maybe next week, God will give me the grace, I will tell you. I myself have always thought that they, that it was in the upper room that they that they were received that they received the Holy Ghost. But then I began to think and began to ask. How big could that upper room have been? How big could that place have been? Because after all, an upper room is like somebody's living room. Then it began to make sense to me that this was a group of people that they gather in the upper room. They receive strength. Then they go to the temple. And it was in one of those days where they were seated at the temple that the Holy Ghost decided to show himself. The Holy Ghost decided to separate them from others. And that was why they could say we hear them because we are all in the temple. That is why they could say something is happening. Brethren, I want you to make up your mind because we are going to go on a journey and this journey by the grace of God will make you. This journey by the grace of God will not leave you the same. This journey by the grace of God will take you to places that you can never imagine you could be. I want you to understand one thing with me today. That when God's presence is in a place, that presence will be there so much that nobody will say, I did not know that God was here. God is looking for conduits, people to use. Will you be one of them? Will I be one of them? I may not be the agent of revival, but I can be a conductor of revival. I may not be the important personnel in the revival, but I can say, Lord, here I am. Use me. I may not be able to say when the revival will begin. But I can say one thing to God. That no matter what, God, when the revival shall start, I want to be in the number. If it is 120, I want to be in the 120. If it is 70, I want to be in the 70. If it is 12, I want to be in the 12. If it is 3, I want to be part of the 3. If God were to choose one man, because God said, in Ezekiel and Isaiah, he said, behold, I sought one man. One man. One man that will stand in the gap and pray. He said, but I found none. If God is seeking one man in your house, will you be, will you be the one? If God is seeking one man on your streets, will you be the one? If God comes to your workplace, I say I'm only picking one person in this workplace. 
Will you be the one? If God comes to your church and say in Cornerstone Chapel Mountain, I pick in only one person. Will you be the one? If God were to go to a gathering of families and say, I need one couple, will you, will you be the couple? If God were to say, I need one family, will your family be the family? Brethren, begin to think to yourself and say, God, am I ready? Am I ready to be used of God? Am I ready for revival? Am I ready to hear the sound of the mighty rushing wind? Is my head ready to receive fire from heaven? Am I ready to cooperate by speaking? Whatever you say, God is waiting on you. God is waiting on me. God is waiting on us. Revival is here. Revival is coming. It will come to your house. It will come to you. It will come to your streets. It will come to your neighborhood. It will come to your city. It will come to your state or province. It will come to your nation. In the name of Jesus. I mention one quick thing. Did you notice? When there was revival, it was only those that were, were not partakers of the revival that were sick in body. That's why the Bible says you can't see the glory of God and remain the same. You cannot be a conduit of revival and be carrying sickness in your body. Brethren, I want you to make up your mind. And by the grace of God, immediately after this, those of us that know from Cornerstone, we will log in online and we will pray. This is the kind of message that when you hear, you want to fall on your face and pray. And say, God, use me. And say, God, whatever it is in my hands. The Bible says that he that has clean hands and a clean heart and a clean heart. This is the time to ask yourself, is my heart clean towards my neighbor? Is my heart clean towards my leader? Because my leader corrected me, I have not talked to him for three months. Is my heart clean towards them? This is the time to ask yourself, are my hands clean? Are my hands clean? Are your hands clean? I'm going to pray with those of you that are online. You may not have the luxury of joining us to pray on Zoom. But I want to assure you that God is with you wherever you are. I want to assure you that you are listening to this message not as a coincidence, but as a God incident. I invite you to partner with us in this move. I invite you to be part of us. Maybe you say you have never known the Lord. And you want to give your life to him. Oh, I will invite you and say all the better. I will say a short prayer which you will say after me. 
And like I usually encourage people, please get in touch with us. Get in touch with us through our Facebook page. Get in touch with us through other means that we have. Check our website. CCM.church. Send us an email. Oh, you can call and leave a message on our telephone line. We want to know that you are there. We want to partner with you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I acknowledge, Lord, that I have not been who I should have been. I acknowledge, Lord, that I am a sinner. I acknowledge, Lord, that though I am saved, yet I have been walking in my own ways. Lord, I come back to you today. I ask Almighty God for mercy. I ask Almighty God that you will have mercy. I ask Almighty God that you will accept me. I ask everlasting Father that you wash away my sins. I ask God that you will wipe me from every iniquity. I pray that you will make me new again. I receive you, Lord Jesus Christ, as my personal Lord and Savior. I renew my love for you. I renew my stand in you. And I declare that from today, I will never go back again. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this afternoon. Thank you, God Almighty, because it is a morning like no other morning. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. Lord, let your name be glorified. Father, today, we celebrate as many as have heeded the call. Father, today, we celebrate new converts into the kingdom. Father, today, we celebrate children that are returning to their maker. I thank you, Father, for your goodness. Lord, I pray that when this revival shall come, I pray, Father, that I will not be left out. I pray, God, that your children will not be left out. I pray, Lord, that our children will not be left out. I pray, Father, our young adults will not be left out. I pray, God, our youth will not be left out. I pray, Lord, our fathers and mothers will not be left out. I pray, God Almighty, that our church will not be left out. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. Let somebody shout hallelujah. God bless you.